gigantic feature of the Lord. None of the materialistic thoughtful men can go beyond this conception of the gigantic form. The minds of the materialistic men are flickering and constantly changing from one aspect to another. Therefore, one is advised to think of the Lord by thinking of any part of his gigantic body, and by one's intelligence only one can think of him in any manifestation of the material world, the forest, the hill, the ocean, the man, the animal, the demigod, the bird, the beast or anything else. Each and every item of the material manifestation entails a part of the body of the gigantic form, and thus the flickering mind can be fixed in the Lord only and nothing else. This process of concentrating on the different bodily parts of the Lord will gradually diminish the demoniac challenge of godlessness and bring about gradual development of devotional service to the Lord. Everything being a part and parcel of the complete whole, the neophyte student will gradually realize the hymns of Isopanasad which states that the Supreme Lord is everywhere, and thus he will learn the art of not committing any offense to the body of the Lord. This sense of God-mindedness will diminish one's pride in challenging the existence of God. Thus one can learn to show respect to everything, for all things are parts and parcels of the Supreme Body. SB 2.1.39 Text 39 Text Word for word meanings. Sah, he, the supreme person, Sarvadivrati, the process of realization by all sorts of intelligence, and Abhuda, cognizant, Sarv, everyone, Atma, the super soul, Yatha, as much as, Svatnajana, a person dreaming, Ixata, seen by, Eka, one and the same, Tam, unto him, Satyam, the supreme truth, Anandanidham, the ocean of bliss, Bajida. Must one worship, Nat, never, Inetra, anything else, Sabjit. Be attached, Yana, whereby, Atmapada, degradation of oneself. Translation. One should concentrate his mind upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who alone distributes himself in so many manifestations, just as ordinary persons create thousands of manifestations in dreams. One must concentrate the mind on him, the only all-blissful absolute truth. Otherwise one will be misled and will cause his own degradation. PURPORT In this verse, the process of devotional service is indicated by the great Gosvami, Srila Sukadeva. He tries to impress upon us that instead of diverting our attention to several branches of self-realization, we should concentrate upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead as the supreme object of realization, worship and devotion. Self-realization is, as it were, offering a fight for eternal life against the material struggle for existence, and therefore by the illusory grace of the external energy, the yogi or the devotee is faced with many allurements which can entangle a great fighter again in the bondage of material existence. A yogi can attain miraculous successes in material achievements, such as anima and lagima, by which one can become more minute than the minutest or lighter than the lightest, or in the ordinary sense, one may achieve material benedictions in the shape of wealth and women. But one is warned against such allurements, because entanglement again in such illusory pleasure means degradation of the self and further imprisonment in the material world. By this warning, one should follow one's vigilant intelligence only. The Supreme Lord is one, and his expansions are various. He is therefore the super soul of everything. When a man sees anything, he must know that his seeing is secondary and the Lord's seeing is primary. One cannot see anything without the Lord's having first seen it. That is the instruction of the Vedas and the Upanishads. So whatever we see or do, the super soul of all acts of seeing or doing is the Lord. This theory of simultaneous oneness and difference between the individual soul and the super soul is propounded by Lord Shri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu as the philosophy of a Sintiabedabhita Tattva. The Viratrupa, or the gigantic feature of the Supreme Lord, includes everything materially manifested, and therefore the Virat or gigantic feature of the Lord is the super soul of all living and non-living entities. But the Viratrupa is also the manifestation of Narayana or Visnu, and going further on and on one will eventually see that Lord Krishna is the ultimate super soul of everything that be. The conclusion is that one should unhesitatingly become a worshipper of Lord Krishna, or, for that matter, his plenary expansion Narayana, and none else. In the Vedic hymns, it is clearly said that first of all Narayana cast a glance over matter and thus there was creation. 
before creation, there was neither Brahma nor Shiva, and what to speak of others. Sripada Sankarakaraya has definitely accepted this, that Narayana is beyond the material creation and that all others are within the material creation. The whole material creation, therefore, is one with and different from Narayana, simultaneously, and this supports the Asintiyabhidabhidatab the philosophy of Lord Shri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu. Being an emanation from the glancing potency of Narayana, the whole material creation is non-different from him. But because it is the effect of his external energy, Bahirangamaya, and is aloof from the internal potency, Atmamaya, the whole material creation is different from him at the same time. The example given in this verse very nicely is that of the dreaming man. The dreaming man creates many things in his dream, and thus he himself becomes the entangled seer of the dream and is also affected by the consequences. This material creation is also exactly a dreamlike creation of the Lord, but he, being the transcendental super soul, is neither entangled nor affected by the reactions of such a dreamlike creation. He is always in his transcendental position, but essentially he is everything, and nothing is apart from him. As a part of him, one should therefore concentrate on him only, without deviation, otherwise one is sure to be overcome by the potencies of the material creation, one after another. It is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. 9.7, as follows. Sarva butani kantia prakritam yanti mamakam kalpaksa punis tani kalpadavis rajami atom. O son of Kunti, at the end of the millennium every material manifestation enters into my nature, and at the beginning of another millennium, by my potency, I again create. The human life, however, is an opportunity to get out of this repetition of creation and annihilation. It is a means whereby one may escape the Lord's external potency and enter into his internal potency. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the second canto, first chapter, of the Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled The First Step in God-Realization. SB 2.2, The Lord in the Heart. 2. The Lord in the Heart. SB 2.2.1. Text 1. Text. Shri Sukha Yuvaka Evam Pura Darane Atma Yanir Nestam Smratim Pratayavarabhyatusta Tathasis Arjitam Amroadrastir Yathapayad Pragvaya Vasayabhanya. Word for word meanings. Shri Sukha Yuvaka, Shri Sukha Deva Gosvami said, Evam, just in the same way, Pura, prior to the manifestation of the cosmos, Diraneya, by such a conception, Atma Yanad, of Brahmaji, Nestam, lost, Smratim, remembrance. Pratyavarabhaya, by regaining consciousness, Tustat, because of appeasing the Lord, Tatha, thereafter, Sisarja, created, Item, this material world, Amroadrastih. One who has attained clear vision, Yatha, as, Apayat, created, Prak, as formerly, Vyavasaya, ascertained, Budha, intelligence. Translation. Shri Sukadeva Gosvami said, formerly, Prior to the manifestation of the cosmos, Lord Brahma, by meditating on the Viratrupa, regained his lost consciousness by appeasing the Lord. Thus he was able to rebuild the creation, as it was before. PURPORT The example cited herein of Sri Brahmaji is one of forgetfulness. Brahmaji is the incarnation of one of the mundane attributes of the Lord. Being the incarnation of the passion mode of material nature, he is empowered by the Lord to generate the beautiful material manifestation. Yet due to his being one of the numerous living entities, he is apt to forget the art of his creative energy. This forgetfulness of the living being, beginning from Brahma down to the lowest insignificant ent, is a tendency which can be counteracted by meditation on the Viratrupa of the Lord. This chance is available in the human form of life, and if a human being follows the instruction of Srimad Bhagavatam and begins to meditate upon the Viratrupa, then revival of his pure consciousness and counteraction of the tendency to forget his eternal relationship with the Lord can follow simultaneously. And as soon as this forgetfulness is removed, the Vyavasayabhadhi, as mentioned here and in the Bhagavad Gita, 2.41, follows at once. This ascertained knowledge of the living being leads to loving service to the Lord, which the living being requires. The kingdom of God is unlimited, therefore the number of the assisting hands of the Lord is also unlimited. The Bhagavad Gita, 13.14 asserts that the Lord has his hands, legs, eyes and mouths in every nook and corner of his creation, this means, that the expansions of differentiated parts and parcels, called jivas or living entities, are assisting hands of the Lord, and all of them are meant for rendering a particular pattern of service to the Lord. 
the conditioned soul, even in the position of a Brahma, forgets this by the influence of illusory, material energy generated out of false egoism. One can counteract such false egoism by invoking God consciousness. Liberation means getting out of the slumber of forgetfulness and becoming situated in the real loving service of the Lord, as exemplified in the case of Brahma. The service of Brahma is the sample of service in liberation distinguished from the so-called altruistic services full of mistakes and forgetfulness. Liberation is never in action, but service without human mistakes. SB 2.2.2 Text 2 Text Sandasaya hi Brahmana Isapanthayan Namadhir Dayati Girapathapiribhramams Tatra Navindit Rafanbayamava Sanayasayana. Word for word meanings. Sandasaya, of the Vedic sound, hi, certainly, Brahmana, of the Vedas. Esa, these, Pantha, the way, yet, what is, Namadhi, by different names, Dayati, ponders, Dih, intelligence, Apathy, by meaningless ideas, Piribhraman, wandering. Tatra, there, Nat, never, find it, enjoys, Arthan, realities, Mayame, in illusory things, Vasanaya, by different desires, Sayana, as if dreaming in sleep. Translation. The way of presentation of the Vedic sounds is so bewildering that it directs the intelligence of the people to meaningless things like the heavenly kingdoms. The conditioned souls hover in dreams of such heavenly illusory pleasures, but actually they do not relish any tangible happiness in such places. Purport. The conditioned soul is always engaged in laying out plans for happiness within the material world, even up to the end of the universal limit. He is not even satisfied with available amenities on this planet Earth, where he has exploited the resources of nature to the best of his ability. He wants to go to the moon or the planet Venus to exploit resources there. But the Lord has warned us in the Bhagavad Gita, 8.16, about the worthlessness of all the innumerable planets of this universe, as well as those planets within other systems. There are innumerable universes and also innumerable planets in each of them. But none of them is immune to the chief miseries of material existence, namely the pangs of birth, the pangs of death, the pangs of old age and the pangs of disease. The Lord says that even the topmost planet, known as the Brahmaloka or Satyaloka, and what to speak of other planets, like the heavenly planets is not a happy land for residential purposes, due to the presence of material pangs, as above mentioned. Conditioned souls are strictly under the laws of fruitive activities, and as such they sometimes go up to Brahmaloka and again come down to Kataloka, as if they were unintelligent children on a merry-go-round. The real happiness is in the kingdom of God, where no one has to undergo the pangs of material existence. Therefore, the Vedic ways of fruitive activities for the living entities are misleading. One thinks of a superior way of life in this country or that, or on this planet or another, but nowhere in the material world can he fulfill his real desire of life, namely eternal life, full intelligence and complete bliss. Indirectly, Srila Sukadeva Gosvami affirms that Maharaja Pirikshit, in the last stage of life, should not desire to transfer himself to the so-called heavenly planets, but should prepare himself for going back home, back to Godhead. None of the material planets, nor the amenities available there for living conditions, is everlasting, therefore one must have a factual reluctance to enjoy such temporary happiness, as they afford. SB 2.2.3 Text 3 Text Adah Kavir Namasu Yavad Arthah Syed Apramato Vyavasaya Budhah Sinhanaya Tatra Pirisramam Tatra Word for Word Meanings Adah, for this reason Kavah, the enlightened person, Namasu, in names only, Yavit, minimum, Arthah, necessity, Syat, must be, Apramana, without being mad after them, Vyavasayabudha, intelligently fixed, Sinh, for success, Inilfa, otherwise, Arth, in the interest of, Nat, should never, Yatida, endeavor for, Tatra, there, Pirisramam. Laboring hard, Tatra, there, Samaksamana, one who sees practically. Translation. For this reason the enlightened person should endeavor only for the minimum necessities of life, while in the world of names. He should be intelligently fixed and never endeavor for unwanted things, being competent to perceive practically that all such endeavors are merely hard labor for nothing. PURPORT The Bhagavata Dharma, or the cult of Srimad Bhagavatam, is perfectly distinct from the way of fruitive activities, which are considered by the devotees to be merely a waste of time. 
The whole universe, or for that matter all material existence, is moving on as jagged, simply for planning business to make one's position very comfortable or secure, although everyone sees that this existence is neither comfortable nor secure and can never become comfortable or secure at any stage of development. Those who are captivated by the illusory advancement of material civilization, following the way of phantasmagoria are certainly madmen. The whole material creation is a jugglery of names only, in fact, it is nothing but a bewildering creation of matter like earth, water and fire. The buildings, furniture, cars, bungalows, mills, factories, industries, peace, war or even the highest perfection of material science, namely atomic energy and electronics, are all simply bewildering names of material elements with their concomitant reactions of the three modes. Since the devotee of the Lord knows them perfectly well, he is not interested in creating unwanted things for a situation which is not at all reality, but simply names of no more significance than the battle of sea waves. The great kings, leaders and soldiers fight with one another in order to perpetuate their names in history. They are forgotten in due course of time, and they make a place for another era in history. But the devotee realizes how much history and historical persons are useless products of flickering time. The fruitive worker aspires after a big fortune in the matter of wealth, woman and worldly adoration, but those who are fixed in perfect reality are not at all interested in such false things. For them it is all a waste of time. Since every second of human life is important, an enlightened man should be very careful to utilize time very cautiously. One second of human life wasted in the vain research of planning for happiness in the material world can never be replaced, even if one spends millions of coins of gold. Therefore, the transcendentalist desiring freedom from the clutches of Maya, or the illusory activities of life, is warned here with not to be captivated by the external features of fruitive actors. Human life is never meant for sense gratification, but for self-realization. Srimad Bhagavatam instructs us solely on this subject from the very beginning to the end. Human life is simply meant for self-realization. The civilization which aims at this utmost perfection never indulges in creating unwanted things, and such a perfect civilization prepares men only to accept the bare necessities of life or to follow the principle of the best use of a bad bargain. Our material bodies and our lives in that connection are bad bargains, because the living entity is actually spirit, and spiritual advancement of the living entity is absolutely necessary. Human life is intended for the realization of this important factor, and one should act accordingly, accepting only the bare necessities of life and depending more on God's gift without diversion of human energy for any other purpose, such as being mad for material enjoyment. The materialistic advancement of civilization is called the civilization of the demons, which ultimately ends in wars and scarcity. The transcendentalist is specifically warned herewith to be fixed in mind, so that, even if there is difficulty in plain living and high thinking he will not budge even an inch from his stark determination. For a transcendentalist, it is a suicidal policy to be intimately in touch with the sense gratifiers of the world, because such a policy will frustrate the ultimate gain of life. Sukadeva Gosvami met Maharaja Pirikshit, when the latter felt a necessity for such a meeting. It is the duty of a transcendentalist to help persons who desire real salvation and to support the cause of salvation. One might note that Sukadeva Gosvami never met Maharaja Pirikshit, while he was ruling as a great king. For a transcendentalist, the mode of activities is explained in the next sloka. SB 2.2.4 Text 4 Text Satyam Sitakim Kasapah Prayasar Bahas Vasadhyapabarhanahim Sapi Angelakim Puranhana Patri Didvakaladasapi Kim Dukuleh. Word for word meanings. Satyam, being in possession, Ksita, earthly flats, Kim, where is the necessity, Kasapah, of beds and cots, Prayasah, endeavoring for, Baha, the arms, Svasadh, being self sufficient, high, certainly, Apabarhanah, bed and bedstead. Kim, what is the use, Sapi, being present, Angela, the palms of the hands, Kim, what is the use, Pirota. Varieties of, Anna, eatables, Patria, by the utensils, Dick. Open space, Vakalada, skins of trees, Sapi, being existent, Kim. What is the use of, Dukule, clothes. Translation. When there are ample earthly flats to lie on, what is the necessity of cots and beds? 
When one can use his own arms, what is the necessity of a pillow? When one can use the palms of his hands, what is the necessity of varieties of utensils? When there is ample covering, or the skins of trees, what is the necessity of clothing? Purport. The necessities of life for the protection and comfort of the body must not be unnecessarily increased. Human energy is spoiled in a vain search after such illusory happiness. If one is able to lie down on the floor, then why should one endeavor to get a good bedstead or soft cushion to lie on? If one can rest without any pillow and make use of the soft arms endowed by nature, there is no necessity of searching after a pillow. If we make a study of the general life of the animals, we can see that they have no intelligence for building big houses, furniture, and other household paraphernalia, and yet they maintain a healthy life by lying down on the open land. They do not know how to cook or prepare foodstuff, yet they still live healthy lives more easily than the human being. This does not mean that human civilization should revert to animal life or that the human beings should live naked in the jungles without any culture, education and sense of morality. An intelligent human cannot live the life of an animal, rather, man should try to utilize his intelligence in arts and science, poetry and philosophy. In such a way he can further the progressive march of human civilization. But here the idea given by Srila Sukadeva Gosvami is that the reserve energy of human life, which is far superior to that of animals, should simply be utilized for self-realization. Advancement of human civilization must be towards the goal of establishing our lost relationship with God, which is not possible in any form of life other than the human. One must realize the nullity of the material phenomenon, considering it a passing phantasmagoria, and must endeavor to make a solution to the miseries of life. Self-complacence with a polished type of animal civilization geared to sense gratification is delusion, and such a civilization is not worthy of the name. In pursuit of such false activities, a human being is in the clutches of maya, or illusion. Great sages and saints in the days of yore were not living in palatial buildings furnished with good furniture and so-called amenities of life. They used to live in huts and groves and sit on the flat ground, and yet they have left immense treasures of high knowledge with all perfection. Srila Rupagosvami and Srila Sanatana Gosvami were high-ranking ministers of state, but they were able to leave behind them immense writings on transcendental knowledge, while residing only for one night underneath one tree. They did not live even two nights under the same tree, and want to speak of well-furnished rooms with modern amenities. And still they were able to give us most important literatures of self-realization. So-called comforts of life are not actually helpful for progressive civilization, rather, they are detrimental to such progressive life. In the system of Sanatana Dharma, of four divisions of social life and four orders of progressive realization, there are ample opportunities and sufficient directions for a happy termination of the progressive life, and the sincere followers are advised therein to accept a voluntary life of renunciation in order to achieve the desired goal of life. If one is not accustomed to abiding by the life of renunciation and self-abnegation from the beginning, one should try to get into the habit at a later stage of life, as recommended by Srila Sukadeva Gosvami, and that will help one to achieve the desired success. SB 2.2.5 Text 5 Text Sirenikin Pathina Santi Gisanti Bixam Navang Harpah Parabratah Silrito Piasusayan Rodhaguhah Kimajito Vatin Apasanan Kazmad Bajanti Kaveo Danadarmabandan. Word for word meanings. Sirini, torn clothes, Kim, weather, Pathi, on the road, Nat, not, Santi, there is, Desanti, give in charity, Bixam, ums, Nat, not, Eva, also, Angharpah, the trees, Parabratah, one who maintains others, Saratah, the rivers, Api, also, Asusayan, have dried up, Rodhah, closed, Guhah, caves, Kim, weather. Ajitah, the Almighty Lord, Avati, give protection, Nat, not, Apasanan, the surrendered soul, Kazmat, what for, then, Bajanti, flatters, Kaveah, the learned, Dana, wealth, Dermadayantan, to intoxicated by. Translation. Are there no torn clothes lying on the common road? Do the trees, which exist for maintaining others, no longer give ums in charity? Do the rivers, being dried up, no longer supply water to the thirsty? Are the caves of the mountains now closed, or, above all, does the Almighty Lord not protect the fully surrendered souls? Why then do the learned sages go to flatter those who are intoxicated by hard-earned wealth? 
purport. The renounced order of life is never meant for begging or living at the cost of others as a parasite. According to the dictionary, a parasite is a sycophant who lives at the cost of society without making any contribution to that society. The renounced order is meant for contributing something substantial to society and not depending on the earnings of the householders. On the contrary, acceptance of ones from the householders by the bona fide mendicant is an opportunity afforded by the saint for the tangible benefit of the donor. In the Sanatana Dharma institution, alms giving to the mendicant is part of a householder's duty, and it is advised in the scriptures that the householders should treat the mendicants as their family children and should provide them with food, clothing, etc., without being asked. Pseudo-mendicants, therefore, should not take advantage of the charitable disposition of the faithful householders. The first duty of a person in the renounced order of life is to contribute some literary work for the benefit of the human being in order to give him realized direction toward self-realization. Amongst the other duties in the renounced order of life of Srila Sanatana, Srila Rupa and the other Gosvamis of Vrindavana, the foremost duty discharged by them was to hold learned discourses amongst themselves at Sivakunja, Vrindavana, the spot where Sri Radhada Madara Temple was established by Srila Jiva Gosvami and where the actual Samadhi tombs of Srila Rupa Gosvami and Srila Jiva Gosvami are laid. For the benefit of all in human society, they left behind them immense literatures of transcendental importance. Similarly, all the Akaris who voluntarily accepted the renounced order of life aimed at benefiting human society and not at living a comfortable or irresponsible life at the cost of others. However, those who cannot give any contribution should not go to the householders for food, for such mendicants asking bread from the householders are an insult to the highest order. Sukadeva Gosvami gave this warning especially for those mendicants who adopt this line of profession to solve their economic problems. Such mendicants are in abundance in the age of Kali. When a man becomes a mendicant willfully or by circumstances, he must be of firm faith and conviction that the Supreme Lord is the maintainer of all living beings everywhere in the universe. Why, then, would he neglect the maintenance of a surrendered soul who is cent percent engaged in the service of the Lord? A common master looks to the necessities of his servant, so how much more would the all-powerful, all-opulent Supreme Lord look after the necessities of life for a fully surrendered soul? The general rule is that a mendicant devotee will accept a simple small loincloth without asking anyone to give it in charity. He simply salvages it from the rejected torn cloth thrown in the street. When he is hungry he may go to a magnanimous tree which drops fruits, and when he is thirsty he may drink water from the flowing river. He does not require to live in a comfortable house, but should find a cave in the hills and not be afraid of jungle animals, keeping faith in God, who lives in everyone's heart. The Lord may dictate to tigers and other jungle animals not to disturb his devotee. Hiridus Afakura, a great devotee of Lord Shri Ketanaya, used to live in such a cave, and by chance a great venomous snake was a co-partner of the cave. Some admirer of Fakura Hiridisa who had to visit the Fakura every day feared the snake and suggested that the Fakura leave that place. Because his devotees were afraid of the snake and they were regularly visiting the cave, Fakura Hiridisa agreed to the proposal on their account. But as soon as this was settled, the snake actually crawled out of its hole in the cave and left the cave for good before everyone present. By the dictation of the Lord, who lived also within the heart of the snake, the snake gave preference to Hiridisa and decided to leave the place and not disturb him. So this is a tangible example of how the Lord gives protection to a bona fide devotee like Fakura Hiridisa. According to the regulations of the Sanatana Dharma Institution, one is trained from the beginning to depend fully on the protection of the Lord in all circumstances. The path of renunciation is recommended for acceptance by one who is fully accomplished and fully purified in his existence. This stage is described also in the Bhagavad Gita, 16.5, as Devi Sampat. A human being is required to accumulate Devi Sampat, or spiritual assets, otherwise, the next alternative, Ashuri Sampat, or material assets, will overcome him disproportionately, and thus one will be forced into the entanglement of different miseries of the material world. A Sannyasi should always live alone, without company, and he must be fearless. He should never be afraid of living alone, although he is never alone. The Lord is residing in everyone's heart, 
and unless one is purified by the prescribed process, one will feel that he is alone. But a man in the renounced order of life must be purified by the process, thus he will feel the presence of the Lord everywhere and will have nothing to fear, such as being without any company. Everyone can become a fearless and honest person, if his very existence is purified by discharging the prescribed duty for each and every order of life. One can become fixed in one's prescribed duty by faithful oral reception of Vedic instructions and assimilation of the essence of Vedic knowledge by devotional service to the Lord. SB 2.2.6 Text 6 Text Evamsvasits vadeva sinha etma prayorado bhagavananantahtam nirvradoniyatarpho bhajita samsarahedva karabas kayatra. Word for word meanings. Evam, thus, svasit, in one's own heart, svada, by his omnipotency, eva, certainly, sinha, fully represented, atma, the super soul, prayaya, very dear, artha, substance, bhagavan, the supreme personality of Godhead, ananta, the eternal unlimited, tam, unto him, nirvraka, being detached from the world, Nyayata, permanent, artha, the supreme. Gain, Bajita, one must worship, Samsarahidu, the cause of the conditioned state of existence, Aparama, cessation, Ka. Certainly, Yatra, in which. Translation. Thus being fixed, one must render service unto the super soul situated in one's own heart by his omnipotency. Because he is the almighty personality of Godhead, eternal and unlimited, he is the ultimate goal of life, and by worshipping him one can end the cause of the conditioned state of existence. Purport. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, 18.61, the Supreme Personality of Godhead Shri Krishna is the all-pervading omnipresent super-soul. Therefore one who is a yogi can worship only him, because he is the substance and not illusion. Every living creature is engaging in the service of something else. A living being's constitutional position is to render service, but in the atmosphere of maya, or illusion, or the conditional state of existence, the conditioned soul seeks the service of illusion. A conditioned soul works in the service of his temporary body, bodily relatives like the wife and children, and the necessary paraphernalia for maintaining the body and bodily relations, such as the house, land, wealth, society and country, but he does not know that all such renderings of service are totally illusory. As we have discussed many times before, this material world is itself an illusion, like a mirage in the desert. In the desert there is an illusion of water, and the foolish animals become entrapped by such an illusion and run after water in the desert, although there is no water at all. But because there is no water in the desert, one does not conclude that there is no water at all. The intelligent person knows well that there is certainly water, water in the seas and oceans, but such vast reservoirs of water are far, far away from the desert. One should therefore search for water in the vicinity of seas and oceans and not in the desert. Every one of us is searching after real happiness in life, namely eternal life, eternal or unlimited knowledge and unending blissful life. But foolish people who have no knowledge of the substance search after the reality of life in the illusion. This material body does not endure eternally, and everything in relation with this temporary body, such as the wife, children, society and country, also changes along with the change of body. This is called samsara, or repetition of birth, death, old age and disease. We would like to find a solution for all these problems of life, but we do not know the way. Herein it is suggested that anyone who wants to make an end to these miseries of life, namely repetition of birth, death, disease, and old age, must take to this process of worshipping the Supreme Lord and not others, as it is also ultimately suggested in the Bhagavad Gita, 18.65. If we at all want to end the cause of our conditioned life, we must take to the worship of Lord Shri Krishna, who is present in everyone's heart by his natural affection for all living beings, who are actually the parts and parcels of the Lord B.G. 18.61 The baby in the lap of his mother is naturally attached to the mother, and the mother is attached to the child. But when the child grows up and becomes overwhelmed by circumstances, he gradually becomes detached from the mother, although the mother always expects some sort of service from the grown-up child and is equally affectionate toward her child, even though the child is forgetful. Similarly, because we are all part and parcel of the Lord, the Lord is always affectionate to us, and He always tries to get us back home, back to Godhead. 
but we, the conditioned souls, do not care for him and run instead after the illusory bodily connections. We must therefore extricate ourselves from all illusory connections of the world and seek reunion with the Lord, trying to render service unto him, because he is the ultimate truth. Actually we are hankering after him, as the child seeks the mother. And to search out the Supreme Personality of Godhead, we need not go anywhere else, because the Lord is within our hearts. This does not suggest, however, that we should not go to the places of worship, namely the temples, churches and mosques. Such holy places of worship are also occupied by the Lord, because the Lord is omnipresent. For the common man these holy places are centers of learning about the science of God. When the temples are devoid of activities, the people in general become uninterested in such places, and consequently the mass of people gradually become godless, and a godless civilization is the result. Such a hellish civilization artificially increases the conditions of life, and existence becomes intolerable for everyone. The foolish leaders of a godless civilization try to devise various plans to bring about peace and prosperity in the godless world under a patent trademark of materialism, and because such attempts are illusory only, the people elect incompetent, blind leaders, one after another, who are incapable of offering solutions. If we want at all to end this anomaly of a godless civilization, we must follow the principles of revealed scriptures like the Srimad Bhagavatam and follow the instruction of a person like Sri Sukadeva Gosvami who has no attraction for material gain. SB 2.2.7 Text 7 Text Gastamtis vianadrataya paranal sintam rotepasana sadam nama curide pasayan janam padatam vadaranayam svakarmajan pirupanjusanam Word for word meanings who else, Tam, that, too, but, Anadrataya, by neglecting, Paranyanal Sintam, Transcendental Thoughts, Rata, without, Pasan, the Materialists, Asadam, in the non-permanent, Nama, name, Curite, will adopt, Pasayan, seeing definitely, Janam, the general mass of people, Padatam, fallen, Vedaranayam, in Vaitarani, the river of suffering. Svakarmajan, produced from one's own work, Pirupan, suffering, Jusanam, being overtaken by. Translation. Who else but the gross materialists will neglect such transcendental thought and take to the non-permanent names only, seeing the mass of people fallen in the river of suffering as the consequence of accruing the result of their own work. Purport. In the Vedas it is said that persons who are attached to demigods to the exclusion of the Supreme Personality of Godhead are like the animals who follow the herdsmen, even though they are taken to the slaughterhouse. The materialists, like animals, also do not know how they are being misdirected by neglecting the transcendental thought of the Supreme Person. No one can remain vacant of thought. It is said that an idle brain is a devil's workshop, because a person who cannot think in the right way must think of something which may bring about disaster. The materialists are always worshipping some minor demigods, although this is condemned in the Bhagavad Gita, 7.20. As long as a person is illusioned by material gains, he petitions the respective demigods to draw some particular benefit which is, after all, illusory and non-permanent. The enlightened transcendentalist is not captivated by such illusory things, therefore he is always absorbed in the transcendental thought of the Supreme in different stages of realization, namely Brahman, Paramatma and Bhagavan. In the previous verse it is suggested that one should think of the Supersoul, which is one step higher than the impersonal thought of Brahman, as it was suggested in the case of contemplating the Viratrupa of the Personality of Godhead. Intelligent persons who can see properly may look into the general conditions of the living entities who are wandering in the cycle of the 8,400,000 species of life, as well as in different classes of human beings. It is said that there is an everlasting belt of water called the River Vaitarani at the entrance of the Plutonic planet of Yamaraja, who punishes sinners in different manners. After being subjected to such sufferings, a sinner is awarded a particular species of life according to his deeds in the past. Such living entities, as are punished by Yamaraja are seen in different varieties of conditioned life. Some of them are in heaven, and some of them are in hell. Some of them are brahmanas, and some of them are misers. But no one is happy in this material world, and all of them are either class A, B or C prisoners suffering because of their own deeds. The Lord is impartial to all circumstances of the sufferings of the living entities, but to one who takes shelter at his lotus feet, the Lord gives proper protection, 
and he takes such a living entity back home, back to himself. SB 2.2.8. Text 8. Text. Cassets vadetenter herde avacase pradesa matrum purusum vasantum caterbugum canjurathangasankhagatadarum diranaeus miranti. Word for word meanings. Cassett, others, svadiha anta, within the body, herdea avacase, in the region of the heart, pradesa matrum, measuring only 8 inches, purusum, the personality of Godhead, vasantum, residing, kadahbugum. With four hands, Kanja, Lotus, Rathanga, the wheel of a chariot, Sankha, Kanshal, Gatadaram, and with a club in the hand, Diranaya. Conceiving in that way, Smiranti, do meditate upon him. Translation. Others conceive of the personality of Godhead residing within the body in the region of the heart and measuring only eight inches, with four hands carrying a lotus, a wheel of a chariot, a Kanshal and a club respectively. Purport. The all-pervading personality of Godhead resides as Paramatma in the heart of each and every living entity. The measurement of the localized personality of Godhead is estimated to expand from the ring finger to the end of the thumb, more or less 8 inches. The form of the Lord described in this verse with distribution of different symbols, beginning from the lower right hand up and down to the lower left hand with lotus, wheel of a chariot, conchal and club respectively, is called Janardana, or the plenary portion of the Lord who controls the general Massachusetts. There are many other forms of the Lord with varied situations of the symbols of lotus, conchal, etc., and they are differently known as Purasadama, Asayuda, Narasimha, Travikrama, Krasakisa, Kesava, Madhava, Anurata, Pradyamna, Sankarsana, Sridhara, Vasudeva, Damodara, Janardana, Narayana, Hari, Pamanadha, Vamana, Madhusudana, Yavinda, Krasnat, Visnamurti, Adhoksaja and Upendra. These 24 forms of the localized personality of Godhead are worshipped in different parts of the planetary system, and in each system there is an incarnation of the Lord having a different vacant planet in the spiritual sky, which is called the Paravioma. There are many other hundreds and scores of different forms of the Lord, and each and every one of them has a particular planet in the spiritual sky, of which this material sky is only a fragmental offshoot. The Lord exists as Purusa, or the male enjoyer, although there is no comparing him to any male form in the material world. But all such forms are Advaita, non-different from one another, and each of them is eternally young. The young Lord with four hands is nicely decorated, as described below. SB 2.2.9 Text 9 Text Prasanavactram nalinaya texanam kadambak injalkap isangavasasam lazan mataratna hiranmayangadam sphuran mataratna kiratakundalam. Word for word meanings. Prasana expresses happiness, vactram, mouth, nalinaya, spread like the petals of a lotus, ixanam, eyes, kadamba, kadamba flower, kinjalka, saffron, pisanga, yellow, vasasam, garments, lasset, hanging, mataratna, valuable jewels, hiranmaya, made of gold, angadam. Ornament, spirit, glowing, mataratna, valuable jewels, kirita, headdress, kundalam, earrings. Translation. His mouth expresses his happiness. His eyes spread like the petals of a lotus, and his garments, yellowish like the saffron of a kadamba flower, are bedecked with valuable jewels. His ornaments are all made of gold, set with jewels, and he wears a glowing headdress and earrings. SB 2.2.10. Text 10. Text. Anidra HRT Pankajakarnikale Yajasvaras Thapatapata Palavam Shri Laksanam Kostabharatna Kantaramam Lana Laksmaya Vanamalayasatam. Word for word meanings. Anidra, blooming HRT heart, Pankaja, lotus flower, Karnikale. On the surface of the world, Yoga Isvara, the great mystics, Asthapata, placed, Padapalavam, lotus feet, Shri, the goddess of fortune or a beautiful calf, Laksanam, marked in that way, Kostabha, the Kostabha jewel, Retna, other jewels, Kantaram, on the shoulder, Amlana, quite fresh, Laksmaya, beauty, Vanamalaya, by flower garland, Asatam. Spread over. Translation. His lotus feet are placed over the worlds of the lotus-like hearts of great mystics. On his chest is the Kostabha jewel, engraved with a beautiful calf, and there are other jewels on his shoulders. His complete torso is garlanded with fresh flowers. PURPORT The ornaments, flowers, clothing and all the other decorations on the transcendental body of the Personality of Godhead are identical with the body of the Lord. 
None of them are made of material ingredients, otherwise there would be no chance of their decorating the body of the Lord. As such, in the Parvioma, spiritual varieties are also distinguished from the material variegatedness. SB 2.2.11 Text 11 Text Vidyusatam ekhile amguli ayakarmatadanar nupirakankana dibhasnig kamala kunsatanila kuntalarvirakamananahasakasilam Word for word meanings Vidyusatam, well decorated, mekhalea, with an ornamental wreath about the waist, and guliayake, by finger rings, matadane, all highly valuable, nupira, ringing leglets, kankana adibhya, also by bangles, snigka, slick, amla, spotless, akunsita, curling, nila, bluish, kuntale, hair, virakamana, very pleasing, anana, face, hasa, smile, pesilum, beautiful. Translation he is well decorated with an ornamental wreath about his waist and rings studded with valuable jewels on his fingers. His leglets, his bangles, his oiled hair, curling with a bluish tint, and his beautiful smiling face are all very pleasing. PURPORT The Supreme Personality of Godhead is the most beautiful person amongst all others, and Srila Sukadeva Gosvami describes every part of his transcendental beauty, one after another, in order to teach the impersonalist that the Personality of Godhead is not an imagination by the devotee for facility of worship, but is the Supreme Person in fact and figure. The impersonal feature of the Absolute Truth is but his radiation, as the sun rays are but radiations from the Sunday. SB 2.2.12. Text 12. Text. Adinalilahasatexanalisad brubangasamsusatiburianugrahamixetus intamayam enamisvaram yavanmano deranea vetisthit. Word for word meanings. Adina, very magnanimous, lila, pastimes, hasata, smiling, ixana, by glancing over, placet, glowing, brubanga, signals of the eyebrow, samsusata, indicated, buri, extensive, anugraham, benediction, ixeda, one must concentrate on, syntamayam, transcendental, inam, this particular, isvaram, the supreme lord, yavit, as long as, mana, the mind, diranaya, by meditation, of that is fit, can be fixed. Translation. The Lord's magnanimous pastimes and the glowing glancing of his smiling face are all indications of his extensive benedictions. One must therefore concentrate on this transcendental form of the Lord, as long as the mind can be fixed on him by meditation. PURPORT In Bhagavad Gita, 12.5, it is said that the impersonalist undergoes a series of difficult programs on account of his impersonal meditation. But the devotee, due to the Lord's personal service, progresses very easily. Impersonal meditation is therefore a source of suffering for the impersonalist. Here, the devotee has an advantage over the impersonalist philosopher. The impersonalist is doubtful about the personal feature of the Lord, and therefore he always tries to meditate upon something which is not objective. For this reason there is an authentic statement in the Bhagavatam regarding the positive concentration of the mind on the factual form of the Lord. The process of meditation recommended herein is back to yoga, or the process of devotional service after one is liberated from the material conditions. Jnana yoga is the process of liberation from the material conditions. After one is liberated from the conditions of material existence, that is, when one is nivrana, as previously stated herein, or when one is freed from all material necessities, one becomes qualified to discharge the process of bhakti yoga. Therefore Bhakti Yoga includes Jnana Yoga, or, in other words, the process of pure devotional service simultaneously serves the purpose of Jnana Yoga, liberation from material conditions is automatically achieved by the gradual development of pure devotional service. These effects of Bhakti Yoga are called Anarthanivrati. Things which are artificially acquired gradually disappear along with the progress of Bhakti Yoga. Meditation on the lotus feet of the Personality of Godhead, the first processional step, must show its effect by an arthanivrati. The grossest type of an artha which binds the conditioned soul in material existence is sex desire, and this sex desire gradually develops in the union of the male and female. When the male and female are united, the sex desire is further aggravated by the accumulation of buildings, children, friends, relatives and wealth. When all these are acquired, the conditioned soul becomes overwhelmed by such entanglements, and the false sense of egoism, or the sense of myself and mine, 
becomes prominent, and the sex desire expands to various political, social, altruistic, philanthropic and many other unwanted engagements, resembling the foam of the sea waves, which becomes very prominent at one time and at the next moment vanishes as quickly as a cloud in the sky. The conditioned soul is encircled by such products, as well as products of sex desire, and therefore Bhakti Yoga leads to gradual evaporation of the sex desire, which is summarized in three headings, namely profit, adoration, and distinction. All conditioned souls are mad after these different forms of sex desire, and one shall see for himself how much he has been freed from such material hankerings based primarily on the sex desire. As a person feels his hunger satisfied after eating each morsel of foodstuff, he must similarly be able to see the degree to which he has been freed from sex desire. The sex desire is diminished along with its various forms by the process of Bhakti Yoga, because Bhakti Yoga automatically, by the grace of the Lord, effectively results in knowledge and renunciation, even if the devotee is not materially very well educated. Knowledge means knowing things, as they are, and if by deliberation it is found that there are things which are at all unnecessary, naturally the person who has acquired knowledge leaves aside such unwanted things. When the conditioned soul finds by culture of knowledge that material necessities are unwanted things, he becomes detached from such unwanted things. This stage of knowledge is called virajaya, or detachment from unwanted things. We have previously discussed that the transcendentalist is required to be self-sufficient and should not beg from the rich blind persons to fulfill the bare necessities of life. Sukadeva Gosvami has suggested some alternatives for the bare necessities of life, namely the problem of eating, sleeping and shelter, but he has not suggested any alternative for sex satisfaction. One who has the sex desire still with him should not at all try to accept the renounced order of life. For one who has not attained to this stage, there is no question of a renounced order of life. So by the gradual process of devotional service under the guidance of a proper spiritual master, and following the principles of the Bhagavatam, one must be able at least to control the gross sex desire before one accepts the renounced order of life factually. So purification means getting free gradually from sex desire, and this is attained by meditation on the person of the Lord, as described herein, beginning from the feet. One should not try to go upwards artificially without seeing for himself how much he has been released from the sex desire. The smiling face of the Lord is the tenth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, and there are many upstarts who at once try to begin with the tenth canto and especially with the five chapters which delineate the Rosalila of the Lord. This is certainly improper. By such improper study or hearing of Bhagavatam, the material opportunists have played havoc by indulgence in sex life in the name of Bhagavatam. This vilification of Bhagavatam is rendered by the acts of the so-called devotees, one should be free from all kinds of sex desire, before he tries to make a show of recital of Bhagavatam. Shri Visvanathakakravarti Thakura clearly defines the import of purification as cessation from sex indulgence. He says, Yatha Yatha Discasinhyati Visayalam Patayam Tiajati, Tatha Tatha Derade Iti Sivasadhi Teratamia Nava Diana Teratamia And as one gets free from the intoxication of sex indulgence by purification of intelligence, one should step forward for the next meditation, or in other words, the progress of meditation on the different limbs of the transcendental body of the Lord should be enhanced in proportion to the progress of purification of the heart. The conclusion is that those who are still entrapped by sex indulgence should never progress to meditation above the feet of the Lord, therefore recital of Srimad Bhagavatam by them should be restricted to the first and second cantos of the great literature. One must complete the purificatory process by assimilating the contents of the first nine cantos. Then one should be admitted into the realm of the tenth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. SB 2.2.13 Text 13 Text Ekakazong Gani Dianabhave at Padati Yavadasatam Gadabhurtah Jinam Jinam Sthenam Apahaya Dere at Param Param Sidhayati Dir Yatha Yatha. Word for word meanings. Ekakasah, one to one, or one after another, Angani, limbs, Diya, by attention, and Abhave at, meditate upon, Padati, legs, etc., Yavit. Until, Hasatam, smiling, Gadabhurtah, the personality of Godhead, Jinam Jinam, gradually controlling the mind, Sthenam, Place, Apahaya, leaving, Dereat, meditate upon, Param Param, higher and higher, Sidhayati, P, 
purified, dih, intelligence, yatha yatha, as much as. Translation. The process of meditation should begin from the lotus feet of the Lord and progress to his smiling face. The meditation should be concentrated upon the lotus feet, then the calves, then the thighs, and in this way higher and higher. The more the mind becomes fixed upon the different parts of the limbs, one after another, the more the intelligence becomes purified. PURPORT The process of meditation recommended in the Srimad Bhagavatam is not to fix one's attention on something impersonal or void. The meditation should concentrate on the person of the Supreme Godhead, either in his Viratrupa, the gigantic universal form, or in his Saxidananda Vigraha left square bracket B's 5.1 right square bracket, as described in the scriptures. There are authorized descriptions of this new forms, and there are authorized representations of deities in the temples. Thus one can practice meditating upon the deity, concentrating his mind on the lotus feet of the Lord and gradually rising higher and higher, up to his smiling face. According to the Bhagavata school, the Lord's Raza dancing is the smiling face of the Lord. Since it is recommended in this verse that one should gradually progress from the lotus feet up to the smiling face, we shall not jump at once to understand the Lord's pastimes in the Raza dance. It is better to practice concentrating our attention by offering flowers and tulasi to the lotus feet of the Lord. In this way, we gradually become purified by the arcana process. We dress the Lord, bathe Him, etc., and all these transcendental activities help us purify our existence. When we reach the higher standard of purification, if we see the smiling face of the Lord or hear the Raza dance pastimes of the Lord, then we can relish His activities. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, therefore, the Raza dance pastimes are delineated in the 10th canto, chapters 29 to 34. The more one concentrates on the transcendental form of the Lord, either on the lotus feet, the calves, the thighs or the chest, the more one becomes purified. In this verse it is clearly stated, the more the intelligence becomes purified, which means the more one becomes detached from sense gratification. Our intelligence in the present condition state of life is impure due to being engaged in sense gratification. The result of meditation on the transcendental form of the Lord will be manifested by one's detachment from sense gratification. Therefore, the ultimate purpose of meditation is purification of one's intelligence. Those who are too engrossed in sense gratification cannot be allowed to participate in arcana or to touch the transcendental form of the Radhakrishna or Vishnu deities. For them it is better to meditate upon the gigantic Viratrupa of the Lord, as recommended in the next verse. The impersonalists and the voidists are therefore recommended to meditate upon the universal form of the Lord, whereas the devotees are recommended to meditate on the deity worship in the temple. Because the impersonalists and the voidists are not sufficiently purified in their spiritual activities, Arcana is not meant for them. SB 2.2.14 Text 14 Text Yavan Majaida Paraversminvis Visvertrastere Bhakti Yagatavits Thaviya Purasasai Rupam Kriyava Sane Prayatasmarita. Word for word meanings. Yavit, as long as, Nat, does not, Jaida, develop, Para, transcendental, Ever, Mandane, Asman, in this form of, Visvaisver. The Lord of all worlds, Drastere, unto the seer, Bhakti Yaga, devotional service, Tavit, so long, Sphaviya, the gross materialist, Purasasaya, of the Virat Purusa, Rupam, universal form, Kriya Avasane, at the end of one's prescribed duties, Prayata, with proper attention, Smirita, one should remember. Translation. Unless the gross materialist develops a sense of loving service unto the Supreme Lord, the seer of both the transcendental and material worlds, he should remember or meditate upon the universal form of the Lord at the end of his prescribed duties. Purport. The Supreme Lord is the seer of all worlds, both material and transcendental. In other words, the Supreme Lord is the ultimate beneficiary and enjoyer of all worlds, as confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita, 5.29. The spiritual world is the manifestation of his internal potency, and the material world is the manifestation of his external potency. The living entities are also his marginal potency, and by their own choice they can live in either the transcendental or material worlds. The material world is not a fit place for living entities, because they are spiritually one with the Lord and in the material world the living entities become conditioned by the laws of the material world. 
the Lord wants all living entities, who are his parts and parcels, to live with him in the transcendental world, and for enlightening conditioned souls in the material world, all the Vedas and the revealed scriptures are there, expressly to recall the conditioned souls back home, back to Godhead. Unfortunately, the conditioned living entities, although suffering continually the threefold miseries of conditioned life, are not very serious about going back to Godhead. It is due to their misguided way of living, complicated by sins and virtues. Some of them who are virtuous by deeds begin to re-establish the...